This podcast series is brought to you by World of Coffee Dubai and DXB Live. Expand your specialty coffee brand into the fastest growing specialty coffee market in the world by becoming an exhibitor at the next World of Coffee Dubai in 2024. I will be there, so head to worldofcoffeedubai.com and join the mailing list to get notified when booth registrations become available. Check the show notes for further details. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and I have the great pleasure of being joined by Maurizio Garcia from Artist Hub in Saudi Arabia. Welcome to the podcast, Maurizio. Thank you. Thank you, Lee, for having me. I'm really, pretty, really excited, excited about this conversation. Oh, no, I'm more excited, actually. <laughs> kind of nervous. We are new friends. Um, and before we get started, I want to mention Bon Cafe. Um, uh, for who are sponsors of World of Coffee Dubai. Um, but I am really, really excited about this conversation for a whole bunch of reasons. You're a new friend of mine. We bonded over Tim Tams. We bonded over... <laughs> uh, you changed dad. my life, you know? <laughs> I remember this. It's a, it's a life-changing experience. But we bonded over uh, food and music, uh, installation, art, and a whole bunch of stuff. We were instant friends. You are a long-term coffee professional in the coffee industry. Um, and I really wanted to have a conversation with you because you lived a career outside of the Middle East and you are one year into having a coffee career in Saudi Arabia. And I would love for you to share your thoughts. If we're talking this series about, you know, the future of specialty coffee in the Middle East, you have a very unique perspective and you can kind of help us understand where are all the different directions that you think that the future of specialty coffee in the Middle East could go because from my perspective from what I've seen there are so many different opportunities and directions that the industry could go that we couldn't even imagine because we're, I'm basing it off the 20 years I've been in the industry and what yeah, I've seen one thing I think that's going to happen here is stuff that we couldn't even imagine for sure they're for so sure. open here um, I think the different things, like the way that, that um, everything was built here, and I think it's also related to the culture and, and actually all the things that that's happening. Like, I mean, for the last 20 years, for example, in Dubai, like, they were from, from nothing to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's happening just the same with the coffee industry, actually. Bring, bring the uh, microphone a little bit closer to you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know you're, you're not used to that, but <laughs> thanks. It's okay. It's kind of... Uh, <laughs> it's intimidating, yeah, isn't it's, it? It's intimidating. <laughs> No, so the thing is like going from nothing to everything. And yep. I think uh, this is also happening with coffee, you know, because they start in the specialty coffee really, uh, I mean, not for a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but they start like from nothing to Panama Geishas, you know. And, and when you start, yeah, well, when wow. this is your starting point, so it's kind of different. Yeah. And, and also you have like a different perspective of what is quality. And I think uh, if we all in the specialty coffee have like this problem with the communication, because I think it, this is not something for the Middle East. Mm-hmm. It becomes a little bit more difficult uh, here in the Middle East because you don't have actually uh, like a reference to to go to say like you know what have you tried these kind of coffees when right. you try maybe the worst wheelers they will be like with a twist yeah uh, they don't have this middle part yeah so so you are starting from the I mean from the actual scenario in the in the industry that it's really weird even for pro- pro- for professionals it's getting. Uh, really weird, you know, with all, all the changes that I, uh, and, and all the, the trends 
in the processing and in, in the developing on the, of the flavors. Tell, tell me more of that. When you say that it's weird, what do you mean by it's weird? Why? I mean, like 10 years ago, yeah. it was kind of easy to say, okay, Colombia is doing washed coffee and Brazil is doing like yeah, yeah. some natural. No, not even naturals. I mean, Colombia was not doing naturals at all. Oh, because the FNC didn't allow because it, FNC right? Because FNC didn't, you know, That's because right. you cannot Sorry, actually. I'm, I forgot. <laughs> you, you already forgot about it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that used to be the reality, you know, that used to be the 100% of the coffee. It was a defect, right? Uh, yes, I mean, not, not a defect, but you cannot, you cannot export. Yeah. A coffee that is not washed, so it was easy because it's like okay, I have this Colombia yeah, that it's supposed I to see taste that what way. You're saying. And, I, and I think it, it was already a specialty coffee, and it is like just ten yep. years ago. But then today, uh, it's a little bit harder to define what it's the coffee expectations for regions or for taste. Yeah. Uh, and I think if by that time you feel that the final customer is really disconnected for the industry. Yeah. The industry, it's it's in a in a pace that is. I mean, it's not easy to catch up. No. I mean, you will never catch up. Yeah. But 100%. the customer, the final customer, is uh, it's still having access to the last developments. Yeah. Without going to all the knowledge in between. I've so, never thought about it like that, Maurizio. The okay. Australian. Well, and and to, to explain what I mean, the Australian coffee consumer, we have a very well developed industry, and our consumer is very grown up. Right. Yes, that, but the but the consumer have the time because over the years you have been introducing right. small changes. Right. You know, small changes. So you are growing and you and you you start like learning about how the the taste of the of the coffee yeah. is changing in a slow pace, and this is happening here like from zero right to hundred in in one day. Except there are some. Um, challenges that come with that and that's where where i haven't even thought about this before so thanks for putting this in my head because the australian consumer is uh they've developed their habits coffee is a habitual process right people have their way of drinking their coffee they have their habits they have their knowledge bringing them into the journey of all these new processing methods is not something that a lot of Australian consumers are really open to. Whereas here, the consumer isn't quite set in their ways. I was mind blown when I heard that uh, the, the guys from Cartel were telling us that they have one of their, um, their customers has a 15 kilo lowering in his house. Yes. <laughs> I mean... I know you're not surprised by that, but <laughs> no, 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 I'm surprised. I, of course, I'm surprised. <laughs> no, I mean. and I were like, "Why the fuck does somebody need a 15 kilo lowering in their house?" But also, same thing. Why does somebody need 15 Bugattis in their house? Yes, because they can. Yes, because because here it's possible. Here it can happen also, yeah. but it's it's not just about that. I mean, because also. Uh, the, the biggest opportunity, and that, that I will also say that it's really different, maybe in Saudi than here, mm -hmm. and it's not fair to say Middle East. Actually, I, I think that approach, like Middle East as a region, is not a good approach. Okay. Because Kuwait is different kind, kind, kind of uh, conception. Yeah. UAE is different, and it, it will be even different between Abu Dhabi and Dubai, uh, from what I have here Big for time. the people here. Yeah. Uh, but also, when you go to Saudi, Saudi is like three different countries. Actually, like Eastern Region and Riyadh and Jeddah will be completely different yeah, uh, wow. expectations for the customer perspective. But the things that, that I think is actually uh, really interesting is like 
how the market is driven by the end customer and not the other way back. Because maybe in Australia it's kind of different because it's like the industry is pushing new things. But here in Middle East, you feel that the customer is pushing to the industry yeah. to make new things. Yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of a different yeah. perspective because the end consumer is like is the one is there that it's saying I want coffee with this kind of flavor. I mean, I, I want these kind of things, and then the coffee shop is like start pushing the roaster. Like my customer is asking for this, and and this is actually a, a different way to, to see it because it because it's not the way that it's happening. No, before I mean before in in other markets. I remember Sara Lale in Saudi. Okay. Sara was saying to me, Lee, here in, in Riyadh, if you write blueberries on a bag of coffee and say that's the flavor profile that's in it, if they, they can't taste blueberries, they come knocking, where's my blueberries? They want, they want, the consumer is so much more educated and more demanding and, and holding you to account here than any other region, like in across the Middle East, because I've spoken to people who have said the same thing happens here in Dubai, the same thing happens in Abu Dhabi, the same thing happening in Egypt. Consumers know what they what they want and consumers are demanding to get what you tell them that you're going to give them. Yes, but if you, and what I'm trying to say is like, if you go back in, in, the, in the flavor perspective, yeah. like 10 years ago when you were copying a coffee, yeah. You can say for a washed coffee from Honduras, okay, this is tasting like prunes. Yeah. It's still a washed coffee. And, yeah. and, it, and you need to be a really uh, trained sensory analyst, you know, to, to say like, okay, this is actually tasting like prunes. But for anyone who will say like, this tastes like coffee. Right. This is it. But now with the new processing, and this is actually the reason, it's like when the people just starting to specialty coffee, having access yeah. to this kind of a really intense flavored coffees, uh, then they want this. This is the new standard, yeah, right? Yeah, so this is the new standard. So you can no longer say that this hint of flavor is actually the flavor that you will put in your yeah. communication because people is, is, is waiting for a different kind of thing. Uh, but it's not always matching uh, what you want to do or maybe what it's sustainable for the industry because actually sometimes it's not... I mean, you, you cannot just have this amount of coffee or maybe the coffee is in this price, you know, for, for, for the customers, for the Falda customers. So it became a little bit uh, of tricky. Uh, but, but of course, it's like a, a big opportunity because you have more people asking for really special things more mm. than in other parts of the world. And the average is a really high standard. So actually something that I'm really impre impressed is like in you, you go out in Saudi Arabia and in the same block you will find like eight coffee shops and all the coffee shops are like with the best machines and they have like 10 different coffees and, and gorgeous uh, and a lot of uh, kind of processing and they are serving like beautiful 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 coffees mm. uh, like all over around and and they are like packed and and something that i mean of course i'm from a producer country that is not the best uh, scenario to, to start with mm -hmm. but uh, i mean back there we have uh, coffee shops that it's that are selling like 100 kgs uh, a week uh, in a price tag that it's starting like in four dollars per for the cheapest beverage and they are, they are having like lines you know because also that's in colombia or in saudi no this is in saudi in i mean saudi. in saudi you have like a five 500 kg easily for one small coffee shop in one month this is a, a huge amount of coffee 100 kgs a month or in no, a week no no no. i mean 100 kg a week yeah you can say that yeah you know and but in the price tag of four dollars yeah per, that's per espresso yeah, so now this is kind of a huge amount yeah. compared to different uh, to different uh, like um, countries, but also because of the amount of coffee shops. And then you go to the next coffee shop, and it's also packed. 
It's not usual. No, it's at not all. usual at all. Not at all. Like the average cafe in Sydney is doing about 30 kilos a week on the high side. In the high side, no. That would be like side. the low side here in Saudi. I mean, it, back in Saudi. It used to be much higher than that, uh, but not like 100 kilos a week has been high for a long time yes. in Australia. But this is kind of the average, and of course, I will not say it's for everyone because also it's be it's related to the hype and the way that that the that the trends are happening there. So also in the last maybe couple of years. Uh, I have been told that they are opening like thousands of coffee shops back back in there because as you see that it's kind of an interesting yeah. uh, place. Actually, you see the word specialty coffee more often than even restaurant or whatever. You know, right. like it's specialty coffee and everything is a specialty coffee. So you see like a lot of uh, coffee shops and it's just by standard specialty coffee. Uh, and they are opening a lot. So people is trying to go to the new one and to the new one and to the new one. And as they are opening that much, of course, it's kind of a bubble and, and it will just explode in one moment because it's already happening. It's like uh, they are opening a lot and they are closing the old ones because you cannot keep the, the like keep the trend because people want to go to the to the new one. So so it's kind of a really fast start and fast dying. Yeah. So in this moment, it's getting kind of uh, difficult in, in that stage. But still, we have a huge market, a huge, huge market. And people is willing to pay. People is willing to drink a lot. I, I've never seen that that kind of situation of going to a coffee shop at mi at midnight and see like family center with the babies and, and asking for cappuccino and yeah. and double espresso with a chocolate uh, cake, you know, at midnight and it's like packed. And Actually, that's the there, time. Are, there are there are coffee shops that are opening at 7 p.m. You know, this is the opening time, and they say like, no, it's it's easy now because it will be busy at 10 p.m. So it's kind of a really different way of drinking coffee. Yeah, especially in the summer, right? Like it's just not worth opening. In during the day in summer, here. yeah, especially in summer, but it's happening all year round. I mean, oh, wow. it's more it's more about the the culture of consumption. People is getting out in the nights by default. You draw the parallel with Europe, you know, and and you think it, it's something like Europe, but it really isn't. It's something completely different. Like it's completely different. Yeah. Of course, in Saudi, you have another uh, reason, and it's like people don't have another option, like to. Gather bars around. or pubs yes. or anything like yes. that. That's so people not is just gathering, gathering around, going to coffee shops, and also did me that means that really young people is drinking a lot of coffee back in the country because younger people in other countries will prefer to go to a bar or something yep. than to a coffee shop. But back there is like okay, we will go to a coffee shop, and it's like the plan yeah, for well. the night. So we will go at 10 p.m. Uh, yeah, well. with the well dressed to a coffee shop. To have a cappuccino and to, to take it's a photo. weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's special. I would not say it, weird. This is special. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, in the in the the best way possible because I really thought I'd seen everything. Yeah. In coffee, and I think the thing that has made me like giddy being here is how I haven't seen everything. Like everything is very new here compared to living in Australia and living in America and living in the UK and, and having done coffee in all of those countries here from what I've seen this is this has the potential to go in so many different directions yeah but this is actually the beauty because uh, yes maybe we I, I will say that this region have the the biggest potential right now and but but this also like uh, I mean we have a lot of people we have already good coffee. Mm -hmm. We have already like a, a lot of uh, 
coffee shops and roasters and micro mm-hmm. roasters and all the same problems that it is like every single country facing. Mm-hmm. But we still have the chance to go, to do almost whatever that we want. Yeah, so that's it's weird so because exciting. because I mean maybe in, in Australia you you are thinking like what else can I do? Yeah, you know when when you came here it's like I can do mostly everything. Yeah, I have like many options. Yeah. Uh, and this is the difference because I, and I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, because it's just making in, yeah. in this conversation, is like uh, the the situation is not that different. I think the difference is actually the how how grown up is the market, because people here is getting right. impressed. For example, I mean, people here is getting impressed with the things that we were maybe impressed back then ten years ago. Yeah. So I remember this customer that, that it was like really excited from a washed geisha from Colombia. It's like, oh my God, I never tried something like this. Yeah. I'm just used to the carbonic maceration and the anaerobics. And it's like, wait a minute, that's, I mean, you're you going backwards. Yeah. You're going backwards. So so maybe, uh, I mean, trying to, to make new things here is not the same thing as making new things in other places of yeah. the world. But And also, like, they're experiencing those two things at the same time for the first time which gives their palate a whole different way of experiencing it yes. than what we did. Yes. We had a whole journey to get to those things. Yes. For them, it's like, okay, carbonic maceration, Panama Geshes, washed coffees, natural coffees, infused coffees, all of these different things all at the same time. Yeah, it came at the same time. And it actually teaches you that your perspective that you have built up in 15 years, I mean, for example, for my, for my case, I've been 15 years in the specialty coffee, you build up your taste, you build up the things that you like and you don't like in time. Yeah. You know, but then you, you think, uh, if, if I started like 15 years ago and in the table, in the same first table, yeah. I will have like all the options that I have now, maybe even my taste will be different. Yeah. So, and it's, it for it's sure wild, it will be different. Right? Yes. Like, it, it just opens you up to like, they're starting with a whole different, everything that it took me 20 years to learn. Yes. They, they ha- have it available. They have it available. And right they away. don't have all the the, the stuff that we messed up yes. along the way. That's yes. all removed, which makes it very exciting of what they're going to come up with next. Yes. but uh, Well, also, I say they, but I mean you, because you're a part of this industry here. Yeah. Actually, the, the, um, I mean, the, the hardest part for me is to connect the right way with the people, to try to understand their expectations uh-huh. that is really different than my expectations. Do you still feel like a Colombian coffee professional or do you feel like a Saudi coffee professional? No, I'm definitely a Colombian coffee professional. Yeah, I mean, right. I've been here just for a <laughs> short time. Um, but, but I will not talk a lot about the, the, the Colombian coffee culture because it's some, it's some kind of a different thing. like yeah. the culture of consumption. Yeah. But as a coffee professional, I say like the, the way that you communicate with your customer uh, here in the Middle East, it will be more similar to the. I mean, it will be, uh, yeah, more similar to the to the way that you communicate to the final customer in, in a different kind of a scenario. So, for example, even if you are talking with roasters here, the roasters are not talking the same as the coffee professionals back in a in a more developed market. Yeah. So because they are also new to the market. Yeah. So the way that you are communicating is more similar. Uh, is, is like something similar to to the way that you will need to communicate to the final customer in other countries. So, because they actually don't understand, like, for example, they, there's a, a huge disconnection about what is happening back in the farm. I mean, they don't understand, like, uh, why, why it's important for you to tell me the, the altitude of the coffee. So it's like, oh, I mean, do I actually need to explain that back? Right. And it's like, yes, 
I want the coffee to taste like raspberry and, and I roast it and it's not tasting. It's like, mm, ah, it's, it's more difficult than this, but, but I will not teach you all these things because it's, it's your business. So it's, it's kind of a... It's your uh, journey it's a, to take, yeah, right? It's your journey, but, but it's like, I don't want the journey. I want the product right now because I see that it's available now. So I want to have it now. Mauricio, we are not... Like, I feel like we have to do a full series. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, because we've been no but maybe we, can, we can just close this like with a with a couple of uh, facts or something yeah. as like maybe the middle east have like the best opportunity in the world right now for the, co- really for the coffee i mean this is my my actual belief do uh, you feel that this was the like are you happy a year into it, are you happy that you made this decision to yes, come into that yeah, i imagine completely happy I mean, I will not change it. In this moment, if I, if I need to choose like where to be in the coffee industry, I, I will still use, uh, I mean, I will still choose to be here. Definitely. I, honestly, I don't blame you. I, I really don't blame you. Like if, uh, like going back to Australia, it would, if the, I'm, I'm being very careful with the cho- words that I'm choosing. <laughs> You're still going back to Australia, remember? <laughs> That's my point. It's like, I could stay in Australia or <laughs> it's like because I can do my podcast from anywhere. And this is a very exciting region. I think that this is like, obviously, I'm going back to Australia and I'm living in Australia and Australia is my home. But if anyone is out there thinking like, what's next for coffee? The Middle East is it. It really, really is. And I think that, and I've said it a couple times in the episodes that we've had so far it, during World of Coffee, I really think if if the West doesn't come and see what's happening here, they're missing out. And they're going to lose an opportunity to be a part of defining the narrative of the future of specialty coffee. Because in time, and I don't even think it's a lot of time, but in time, this region is going to define specialty coffee globally. I really believe that. Okay. Inshallah. Inshallah. What a great, great place to end the podcast. Well done. Inshallah. So, Maurizio, if someone wants to come and find you on social media, where do they find you and Artist Hub? No, I think the, the best way is just in, in the artist hub uh, Instagram. I think this will be like the official thing. Uh-huh. Uh, we are dealing with the green beans and also for roasting machines back in Saudi Arabia. But uh, uh-huh. I mean, the projects here in the, in the Middle East are like all over the GCC countries. So yeah, for sure. And what's the uh, Instagram handle for artist hub? Artist hub? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Check the show notes later, Check folks. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thank you so much, Maurizio. We're going to have you back for a full series. It has to happen. Okay, beautiful. Peace, love, and peanut butter, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.